This is WFO Radio. We are going to go ahead and kick off media availabilities for the Pala Casino 400. We are now joined by uh, the winning crew chief of the number eight team, uh, Randall Burnett. If you have a question, please raise your hand and we will get a wireless microphone over to you. Right over there. Justin Schuler kicking the tires. Um, that last stop, was that more of adjustment or the clean air that Kyle seemed to pull away from Chastain on? Well, I think uh, it was the first time we really got clean <laughs> clean air every time we got up to the front. You know, um, today something would happen, caution would come out or, or whatever, and we'd cycle, you know, cycle back a little bit. But um, I thought the car was really good when he got out there by himself. Um, we pitted right there. The 22 came down and kind of forced a lot of people's hands. We wanted to go a couple more laps. Um, but when we got by the one coming off of uh, two there, I didn't want to give them the opportunity to to pit a lap earlier and then jump us in that cycle and come out ahead of us. So um, as soon as we got the lead there at 22, we pitted the lap before, so we just decided to come. And um, fortunately, we cycled out in front of them and, and was able to keep that clean air, which certainly helped our car. All right, we'll go to Jeff and then Bob. Jeff Gluck from The Athletic. So this is, I mean, you pretty much had the best car here the last two years, different drivers. Um, I, I know setups have changed drastically, but was there anything that you could lean on from what you did last year to try to at least get a baseline for what you did today? No, I mean, honestly, the over the course of the year, the cars, we've evolved so far with, with the cars. I think last year um, when we got here, we might have been – a little ahead of the curve or a little more aggressive on things than, than some guys were the first race. Um, obviously, it showed when we, we blew a left rear last year. So um, we were on the aggressive side of things, and that, that ended up costing us. We had a really fast car. Um, you know, the setup today was was completely different than it was a year ago, you know, and it just shows, you know, how much we've evolved with this car and, and how much we've learned in a year. Bob. Bob Hockers, Fox Sports. How many races can you win this year with Kyle Busch? <laughs> I don't know. Um, uh, I hope I hope to be in here a lot more. Um, he's uh, he's pretty incredible talent. Obviously, I think everybody knows that, and um, uh, you know, blessed to be be working with that kind of talent. Um, you know, we we've got a great group on that eight crew. Um, those guys work their guts out. A lot of talent on that team, and. Um, you know, to, to mix Kyle in with that, and, and he gets along with all the guys, and, and everything's been good so far. So um, I think we've been, you know, we've between the Clash and the 150s and the, and the 500, and now I think we've led laps in every race, or um, we're at least battling for the lead. Um, you know, so you know we've been there every every race so far, and, and hopefully we don't we don't see an end of that anytime soon. Well, I don't know. I, I hope not. Um, you know, it, it's nice to win a, a race early, um, you know, especially with us where, um, you know, really this is our, our first, you know, inter, intermediate track, as you'd say, right? Um, we still haven't really had a true short track. LA's on, a, on its own deal. So, um, you know, it, it, it's kind of a little breath of fresh air to, to be able to get a win knocked out early and, and we can kind of grow this team together and, and try some things and, and learn some things with him and, um, you know, prepare for the playoffs. Over to Lee. Hey, 
Randall, can you just address the how the Chevrolets have worked together? We saw it at Daytona. We saw it today. I mean, certain tracks, it's going to be behoove you to work together. But to see everybody up front like that, it's, you know, it, I, th I think it's a testament to kind of the teamwork that's going on there right now. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, obviously uh, GM's put a lot of, a lot of resources um, in, into this cup program and even the Xfinity in the trucks now. And, um, you know, they built that new tech center over there. There's more communication between the teams. We don't, we don't share everything um, by any means, but, you know, there's, there's a lot more communication across the Chevy teams than there used to be for sure. And, and I do think that helps. I think it's a, a big part of, of understanding where everybody's at and, and trying to learn from one another. And I think that that's helped our, you know, helped our group, the Chevy group as a whole, you know, be better overall so uh you know i'm really happy with with what eric warren's got going on over there and um you know all those things it, it, it's helping all of us i think any other questions for randall back up to jeff and bob um it sounded like you guys weren't the only chevy team that was kind of struggling to get your smt did, did, did that get sorted out by the end of the race, or is that something? Um, it, it was a little spotty today. Like, at the beginning of the race, um, we didn't really have anything at all, and it was it was close to the middle of the race before we, we really had much. So uh, I don't really know what, what happened there or what, what causes that. Um, but fortunately, we've a lot of us have been around long enough. We, we were here before all that stuff was here, so we kind of went back to how we used to do things and, and figured it out as we went. So, um, you know, it's it's – it makes it a little tough. Um, fortunately, our car was really good today. Um, you know, Kyle was fairly happy with it. We had to make some small adjustments here and there and um, try to get it a little better. But, um, you know, we, we didn't need it as much as, as, say, you would if you were not running as, you know, didn't have the pace, right? So um, I, didn't, I didn't feel like it, it affected us a ton today. But, yeah, de definitely different um, than what we've seen. No, I mean, we had timing and scoring and all that stuff. Just, um, you know, being able to compare ourselves to, say, like the one car when we were trying to chase him down or, or you know what I mean, like all the things that we look at during the race, um, you know, some of the strategy stuff we look at, all that, you know, is kind of made it a little more difficult, but um, it's what it is. We just, we just went on with it and, and figured it out, and here we are. Bob. Uh, Bob Pockers, Fox Sports. When Kyle gets a speeding penalty, do you know what you want to say to him? Like, do you know, like, or is there any part of you like, gosh, I don't know how he's going to react to what I'm going to say. Like, so what do I say? Like, did you have any thoughts or questions in your mind? Yeah, of no, I just tried to, you know, I think, you know, he's, if you look back at it, he's one of the best on pit road every year. And it's because he's aggressive at it. And he's, he's got a way that he likes to do things. And it it's, you know, it's on the limit, and every now and then you're going to get caught, and we're going to talk about it going forward and, and really weigh the, the risk versus the reward right there, you know what I mean? Um, but, there, I mean, he's he gets everything he can all the time, and that's why he's won so many races. He, he does everything to the limit, and um, I think that shows, and, and he's he's good at that, and, and you're going to have that. So um, the best thing we did, like Derek was like, I don't know, you know, like that was our first, you know, real situation. Obviously, we had our penalty last week, and that that wasn't as big a deal because we knew we had a stage and all that coming up. So, um, you know, that this could have been a little more detrimental, obviously. But um, we just told him to shake it off. You know, he was a, he he was a little harder on himself more than anything. You know what I mean? Because he he's a perfectionist and um, he wants to get it right and and doesn't want to put us in that position. Um, 
So, I mean, we'll look at everything and, and make adjustments going forward if we need to. We'll go right back there. Uh, Steven Stump of FrontStretch.com. Uh, Randall, the eight-car dominated this race last year until the flat tire. Um, does this win feel extra sweet knowing how good of a car you guys had last year? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, we're that, – that one still stings last year, you know. Um, felt like, you know, we should have probably had our first win with Tyler last year, and, and I'll – take that on my shoulders. I was the one that, that made the air pressure adjustment and, and got too aggressive and got too greedy and it cost us a race. And so you live and you learn. And my boss, all my bosses today, Richard, Andy, everybody, make sure you got enough air in the tires. And so we did that this week. And, and uh, yeah, obviously Goodyear, you know, is, is worked on the tire. Didn't see really any issues today at all. Um, and, and this place is pretty extreme with as rough as it is. And and everything that the tire and the sidewall goes through. So, so hats off to them to, you know, be able to bring a, a durable tire for us and, and let us, you know, test the limits on it. Thank you. Right back there. Justin Schuler kicking the tires again. Um, we've asked a lot of drivers this, so I figured I'd ask from a crew chief's perspective, but will you miss this track? I, yeah, absolutely. I even said that in the middle of the race to my guys. I was like, man, on them restarts, it was great. You know, they were four and five wide. and and all that and, and running all over the racetrack. I love the tracks where you can run the bottom, you can run the middle, you can run the top. And um, I, I think it's a great racetrack. I, and I told my guys, I was like, man, we're going to miss this place when it's gone for sure. So um, definitely, definitely sad it's going. Glad we got the last win uh, here at this track. On, and I think it's extra special for Kyle because he got his first win as a cup driver here. So to be the last one to win, you know, here at this track and, and in this configuration, I think so. A cool thing for him. I think he'll extra uh, like that. You know, um, that's a little extra special for him. So, um, you know, yeah, we'll we'll definitely miss this place. It's a it's a great place. Are there any questions in the press box? No questions at this time. All right, we'll take one final one back there. Uh, how much longer do you think this track would have had if not for the sale? Uh, I mean, I don't know. It's hard to tell. You know what I mean? Um, it's it's been it's been pretty consistent when we've came back here every year. You know, um, eventually it's going to need a repave, like anywhere else will after time. Um, fortunately, the the weather isn't. You know, with the exception of this week, of course, the weather isn't isn't terrible here. So you know, I think it's it's helped with keeping the surface um, um, good and and not needing a repave for as long as it is. You obviously haven't seen any any problems with it, none of the sealer or anything like that came up today. So uh, that was good. I, you know, I, who knows? I guess it doesn't really matter now. They're going to tear it down starting tomorrow, I think. So. Any final questions? All right. Thank you so much for joining us, and congratulations. Yep. Thank you. Thanks, guys. So we are now joined by winner of today's Pala Casino 400, driver of the number eight, Richard Childress Racing Chevrolet, Kyle Bush. If you have a question for Kyle, please raise your hand and we'll get a wireless microphone over to you. We're going to go ahead and start up here with Bob Pachris, and then we'll make our way back there. Bob Pachris, Fox Sports. I know you know you're good, but did you think you would challenge for wins Clash, Daytona 500, and here right off the bat with RCR? Um, you know, truthfully, no. I felt like there was going to be a little bit of a learning experience, a little bit of a growth pattern. But also, on the flip side of that, I, I always just kind of looked back and watched some of their results and, 
and success that they had last year with, with Austin. He ran second here last year, and, and Reddick was super, super fast. And so uh, they were fast at the clash before they broke, the eight car was, you know. So um, it's just been really, really cool. And uh, it's been a great um, piece of, of, we're making history, right? But a great piece of opportunity to uh, go out there and continue to, to win races at a new team with RCR. So I can't say enough about um, you know, Austin giving me a call first and foremost, but then, uh, you know, Richard and Judy giving me this opportunity to go out here and, and, and race for wins and um, thankful to be a part of our, our Lucas Oil Chevrolet team today. All right, we're going to go to Jeff and then Lee. I mean, it's been a while since you, you know, just controlled a race and did what you used to do and won it like that. Mm -hmm. Is your mentality any different when you're in that situation now because so many things have happened to you? Are you like, oh, something's going something's gonna to go wrong? Or are you just like, nope? It's the old me. Like I know what I'm doing. What, what were you thinking inside the car? Yeah, all of the all of those things. Um, you know, there were a couple moments where I got loose. So I about bust my ass on that last run. So I was like, please don't. Um, but you know, fortunately, I was able to hang on well enough and tried to find another groove that my car would work better in. So it was just always a, a constant evolution of, of where you needed to be and and um, you know just trying to work. And that's. What I enjoy most about this racetrack, I mean, it's a two-mile racetrack. It's big. It gets spread out, but man, you can move around and you can spread out, and you can make your you can make your own destiny by trying to find something else that'll help work for your race car. So, um, you know, uh, it's it's a sad day for me uh, to to see this racetrack be in its last race being a two-mile configuration. So, um, you know, glad I was able to win the final one here. Yeah, it's and man, Rowdy Nation's growing, bro. Loud and proud. Watch out. We're going to take over. Um, so it's just fun to uh, to see them and, and to give them something to cheer for again and to have an opportunity like today to win a race this early in the season, get everybody juked up and excited, and uh, also continue to hopefully you know, have more races like this uh, where we're able to win, get some of those playoff points, kind of um, stockpiling a little bit so we can have a, a, a good time at the end of the year. Lee? Congratulations, Kyle. Um, Kurt was one of the first people to come to Victory Lane. You guys hit a milestone today about for winning brothers in the series. Can you talk a little bit about that? And probably the only thing that would have made it cooler would have been to have him in the field. Yeah, no, it, he's um, on, he's left all the heavy lifting for me to do for the rest of uh, my time here. You know, he took a break, um, but no, it's it would have um, certainly meant a lot to uh, to have him in the field. But just him being here and being around and still. Um, you know, his role over at 2311 is, is really special. So I know he's got a lot of friends over there, a lot of great guys over there that, that really pull for him. And, and um, you know, so it's neat to have him be there. He was, he was emotional, you know. He's getting soft in his old age. So uh, it was just cool to see him come up to the car and, and being a part of our, our celebration there for a quick moment. But, um, you know, it's fun to set records always. And when you're able to do it as a brother tandem, you know, there's nothing more special for our parents, I'm sure. You also had straight wins. Did you beat a record on straight wins, uh, consecutive wins, was it? Uh, years, yeah, 19 straight years, yeah. So um, now Richard Petty had that record. He and I were tied at, at 18. So, um, you know, there's not very many records that you can beat that, that Richard Petty has. And uh, certainly that, that was one uh, that I set early on, long, long time ago, that I always wanted to achieve and, and get. And so I'm just so thankful for the opportunity to set that bar and would love to continue to keep raising it. We're going to go right back there. <clears throat> um, Alan Basso, Yahi Eagle Broadcasting, Net25. Uh, this race had 
spin-outs and crashes, but it also had intervals of just uninterrupted racing. Uh, during those stretches, was it like an eerie feeling, thinking that maybe another restart was going to happen, or he just locked in in the zone? Yeah, I mean, there was um, a moment there when I ran uh, Ross Chastain down the first time, and I got to his bumper, and I was trying to make a move to get by him, and I just couldn't figure it out. Um, and then my car just flipped a switch and went super loose. So I had about crashed a few times, and I was just hanging on at the end of that stage. And then we were able to make some more adjustments to it to uh, get it better on the long run. And then from there, uh, we battled again with Ross all the way up until we pitted there uh, for the final time. And our, our guys executed a really good job on pit road and, and got me out front. And then I was able to drive away. And yeah, when you get times like that, that's you know that's always. I don't know, it's maybe not fun for the fans to watch when it gets a little bit spread out, but it's just fun for the drivers to really zone in and, and get to work and find different grooves and different things that'll work, uh, work for you and work for your car in order to make the most out of it. Right up here. Kyle, in, the, in that Richard Hates Sports Life magazine, in that third segment, there seemed to be a gap, bigger, smaller, back and forth. Were you just biding your time or were you just the, the car just come in finally and be able to get past? Yeah, no, I was trying to work on um, uh, the the one, and, and the aero games are just terrible with this car. Uh, you just He was literally mirror driving, just watching wherever the heck I was going and trying to put himself in front of me because it would just make me super tight, and you know, about a few times I almost hit the wall. And so uh, you just keep trying to find different grooves that, that you know you can still make good time in, and you're in clean air, and he's not air blocking. Um, but that... that, that this racetrack gives you that opportunity to be able to do that. So it being a half-mile racetrack, a tight racetrack in its new configuration, you're not going to have those chances. So, um, you know, it's going to be a completely different race and, and a whole new thing. But uh, glad we were able to, to get it done today and find our way around them and then, um, again, have a good execution on that final stop. We're going to go right up there. Hi, uh, Jason Residlo from AmericaJR.com. I was wondering... Uh, since it's the last cup race here, can you talk about any uh, memories you've had over the years here? <laughs> uh, a lot. Um, I would say that the first one that comes to mind is when I was 16 years old. I came here to run in the uh, Craftsman Truck Series, and I practiced. I was fastest in practice and had a really fast truck, and then somebody decided I wasn't old enough to race, and so they kicked me out. And um, that was my welcome to NASCAR moment uh, and welcome to California Speedway moment. Um, but was able to come back, and when I came back here for the, the next time that I came back was, uh, uh, no, I, I ran Xfinity here. Uh, my first Cup Series start here, I was able to qualify on the pole, and then um, we finished 25th. And then my second time here, I qualified 25th, and I finished first. So uh, that one was much better. But first win, my first Cup Series win was here. We've had five wins, uh, including today. So just great time at, at California Speedway. There's a few in there that I missed out on. But um, I think it was also here where I, I won. I was the first person to win two NASCAR races in the same day, Xfinity race and a, and a Truck Series race, if I'm not mistaken. So, uh, yeah, this place has had a lot of great memories. All right, we're going to go right back there and then back up to Jeff and Bob. Alan Bailey with ARN. Kyle, with getting a victory this early on, uh, does this mean that you guys get to experiment a little bit, or do you guys just get to fine-tune? Because you've had three extraordinarily good runs the last three races, and now you finally have the result to show it. Yeah, no, you're right. Um, I, I don't know. That's uh, to be determined. I would say that we need to continue on and, and, and pour the gas on the fire right now and, and go out there and continue to, to get wins and have fast cars and, and run up front. So. 
Um, you know, we got to want to get those playoff points. Playoff points is a big deal for at the end of the year. I've won a couple championships having a lot of playoff points. And uh, the couple of years that I haven't had a lot of playoff points, I haven't made it very far. So, um, you know, I, I know what's important. So hopefully we can get some more of that. It does open up opportunity, you know, for staying out in particular races or maybe pitting and getting tires in particular races because you do have that win so you can take more chance. Yeah. Um, but I don't know that you'd mess with setup stuff really much. Jeff? How much of your swagger do you think you have back and like what what percent do you have to go to be like be feeling like your old self where you're just every week in the mix and knowing that you know you can do it well this is the first race nobody ran into me so i held my own destiny today and i felt like i did a good job of that but uh every other race this year i've been run over so you know i'm into getting my my results haven't been indicative to how we've been running but um yeah i mean to to answer the swagger part just um, it, it's great to have the, the group that I do, and I'm excited about I was excited about working with them and when, it, when it all came through, and, and I had the, basically I got hired. Um, but it's been fun to work with them and, and behind the scenes, and just last night we just went and had a go-kart night and had some fun. So, you know, just kind of laying low and, and letting loose a little bit and having fun right now. Bob. Uh, Bob Parker's Fox Sports. I know last year you said you didn't really know why you struggled, quote, unquote, struggled as you did. Oh, we did. Okay. So <laughs> is, do you have any idea why, like, how do you go from where you were last year to where you are now? Um, yeah, I, I'm not sure. Um, you know, you you look at how the eight car ran here last year, and they were fast. You know, they had a really, really fast car. And I did the sim session stuff with them and, and worked on what they, what they had here last year and then kind of changed a couple things to what I felt like I would – I could do or race better, be more comfortable racing for myself. And, um, you know, today it was just a completely different feeling of a race car than, than what I had here last year, you know. So um, I, I think that's just different philosophies of how you go about it and, and what this group here is doing to build grip versus uh, my old group. Are right, we going to go right back there. Nick Charles Curry, Annenberg Media. Uh, if not for the sale of the track, of much of the track, uh, how long? How much longer do you think they could have run races here? Ooh, <laughs> yeah, the the old repave question. Um, I don't know, man. We we always wanted to keep Atlanta as long as we possibly could, but there finally was chunks coming out of the racetrack, you know. Mm -hmm. So it gets tough. I mean, this place here, there's a lot of saw cuts out there. There's, you know, the the racetrack. It's pretty racy, but honestly, when you get about eight laps into a run, you don't even go and bother with the bottom anymore. It's, it's you know, lane three, four, five, and, um, which is still plenty of racing room to, to get around here. But, um, yeah, I, I have no idea how to answer that. The seams are, are kind of bad, but actually where they put, I think it's concrete patches um, at some of the places on the seams, those are super smooth and easy to go over. Uh, so if you just redid all the seams, maybe it would be fine. Back to Jacob. Up here, yeah. Uh, Justin Schuler kicking the tires. Uh, Kyle, a few years ago, you celebrated win 200 across uh, all three. This is now 225. Um, do you see 250 or maybe even 300 uh, in the future? Yeah, I'm getting a little old too fast for 300. I'd, trust me, the aspirations were there. Uh, don't get me wrong, but the limitations set by NASCAR is not going to allow that to uh, come to fruition. So only being able to run five truck series races a year, that's going to be tough to uh, get that total up in a hurry, or Xfinity for that matter. But 
Um, you know, the, the, the Cup Series is where our focus is, and we need to be able to go out here and win races. So uh, if this can be a, a fantastic year of, of knocking off, uh, you know, five, eight wins, whatever, that would be phenomenal and, and all we could really ask for um, being with a new team and, and having a new chance. Let's go right back there again. Alan Bailey with ARN again. Kyle, do you think that this one win has locked you into the playoffs, or do you think it's going to take multiple wins? Potentially, we could see 16-plus drivers win races this year. Yeah, I mean, last year we were super close to that, so who knows? Um, definitely, I, I think that there's still parity, and you'll see some guys that win that you probably wouldn't expect to win at a couple tracks. So um, we'll see what that, what that does end up looking like. But uh, am I safe right now? I'd like to think so, but if you ask me again in, in 10 weeks and there's 10 more different winners, then I would probably change my answer. We're going to go right up here. Chris Crestick, Racing Sports Radio out of San Diego. Congrats, Kyle. Um, I was in victory lane, and clearly this track means a lot to you. Uh, overheard you ask for a piece of the track. Yeah. Um, so it clearly means a lot to you, but how important is it, is it for NASCAR to continue to establish and uh, have a presence out west, especially being from Las Vegas and coming from a side of the country that doesn't produce that many drivers? How important is that for NASCAR to continue to preserve and continue to pursue? Yeah, no, I, I think that this place is um – it need, we need to be in, in Southern California. I think the Clash is kind of a cool exhibition opportunity where we get to be in L.A., like really out over that way. Um, but, man, I was really, really pleased and, and happy with the crowd that came out today. I thought that was awesome to see. Um, you know, there was a really good turnout for as cold as it was. I, I really thought people would shy away. Um, but, man, they came, so that was really, really good. Um, just hope that, you know, the, the next track that we have, puts on the, the show that, that we've been able to see here for the last probably 10 years, 12 years. Um, but, you know, repaves are always tough, man. It takes, takes a good five years for a repave to turn into something that's decent. Let's go back to Lee. I'm kind of curious what RC said to you in Victory Lane. I mean, you guys had a feeling it was coming. You guys were so close last week, you know. Um, He's had great drivers before, but you're such a franchise kind of guy that you can build a thing around. I mean, you must have seen the elation in his face. Yeah, no, I certainly did. And, you know, I, uh, when I first crossed the finish line, you know, I, I thought about Brexton and Samantha and Lennox all being at home and not being here and how mad they're going to be at me for winning without them here. But um, then, I, you know, I, I thought about Richard and Judy and, and the chance that they've taken on, on putting me in their race car and letting me go out there and drive. So um, it's just been super, super rewarding so far each week, even though we haven't won, to just be a part of the conversation and be in the mix, you know. So um, I hope that we're able to, to repay them a lot over this year and the next few years to come um, before I decide it's all said and done, you know. But um, just great conversation with him. He was like, man, this is the first of many. And then um, you know, I think one of the other things he said was uh, he, he showed me his hat. Every, his Chevy hat that he has in Victory Lane each year, whenever they win races, they always put uh, the, the, the track and the driver's signature of where the wins were. So hopefully we get to fill that thing up. On It's always on the inside. So hopefully we get to fill that thing up. Let's go right up here. Hey, Kyle, Crash for Speed Freaks. I want to follow up on that pieces of the track. You were talking to Dave Allen about that, mm -hmm. and he seemed very interested. And then your guys overheard you as well. Yeah. They're going to want some gifts from you. I just am forewarning you. Yeah, no, that's cool. Um, I, I thought it was really special when Bristol uh, dug up their racetrack. Um, was that 2007? Going into eight, I think. 
Um, maybe it was later than that. Anyway, they made these blocks and sent it to all the drivers of, you know, it was the last race on that concrete surface or whatever. And so I always just kind of thought, you know, if we don't, if they dig up racetracks or whatever, it'd be cool to have some of those pieces, especially, you know, if you've won at that place or as special as this place has been to me with five wins here, you know, it would be uh, pretty meaningful. And winning the last one was uh, was super meaningful to me. So I would cherish having one of those. Um, you know, it, it's not all that glamorous or cool looking. It's a piece of asphalt, but, you know, it, it's still a, a memory in which um, I have from, from being here. And the team would love to have a piece of that, too, for being the last win here. And then real quick, you had gone karting with your team last night. Can you talk about how you guys as a team have really come together over these last couple of weeks, just doing personal stuff, putting the cell phones aside and just having fun, and part of that is leading to basically what we're seeing on the track? Yeah, no, I, I think it's been really good, you know. Um, just the camaraderie within the group has been really fun. You know, they're all – I wouldn't say they're laid back. They're obviously hard workers, and they really dig in, but they have – um, you know, a, a great ethic about them that just sort of fits. And, you know, being at RCR, there's a lot of racers at RCR, you know. And so um, that's that's me. This is all I know. This is all I've ever done. And so having the chance of just kind of working with those guys that, you know, um, they don't give up and they, they have all the grit in the world to go out there and, and give it everything they got. And when we wrecked in the in the duel last week and they prepared another fast race car that felt really, really similar to that one, I was I was really impressed about the the – you know, the competition side of, of the similarities between the cars and being able to pull another one out. So um, it's all been good. And, you know, just continuing to build on that and have some fun. Um, I'm sure they'll have a, a great trip home. I'm, I'm waiting on Austin and Richard here before we head home. So it's going to be a good trip. All right, let's go back to Steven. Uh, Steven Stump of FrontStretch.com. First of all, Kyle, congrats on the win. Congrats on breaking Richard Petty's record. Also, with Petty's record, um, your streak was kept intact last season because uh, Tyler Reddick and Chase Briscoe spun in the final turn of Bristol Dirt. After the season finished, did you have you talked to either driver about how that finish went down? Yeah, there was some um, some joking around at some of our. Um um, I think it was our, it, I, it wasn't at the banquet, but I think it was our chase, like the playoff drivers when they all got together after the regular season was over. There was definitely some joking around about that, um, you know, so it was really, uh, I lucked into one, you know, I stole one last year, but then there were probably five that I could count that we could have, should have, would have won that we didn't, you know, it just um, <laughs> would always seem like there was something against me that wasn't allowing us to, to score a win, but um yeah, happy to. There, there was. I think there was another year, um, 2014, winning here. Um, that was the only non-restrictor plate win for Joe Gibbs Racing that year. We won one race at JGR, and it was me here in California in 2014. So that was also a, a close year that was, you know, almost um, going without. All right, thank you. We'll go right up here. Sorry, second question. Your um, crew chief said that Goodyear bought a much more durable tire. And you mentioned, you know, almost losing a couple times. How was the grip compared to the tire last year that wasn't so hot? Um, I really didn't notice a whole lot, to be honest with you. I felt like the tire was really, really similar to last year. Um, that one run where I got super loose, I felt a vibration, and I felt like that tire was coming apart. Uh, so I had to start trying to take it easy, but I was still trying to hold the position that I was in and hold those guys off behind me so we could be further up on, on that pit stop at that, the end of that second stage. So, um, But yeah, no, to me, tires felt really similar. 
We're going to go up to the press box. Uh, we got a couple questions up here. Go ahead. Jonathan Vail, the racing experts, ESPN Radio, Albuquerque. Uh, Kyle, like some have mentioned, you know, you broke Richard Petty's record of, you know, 18 straight seasons with the win. Uh, how have the conversations been with you and, you know, other drivers in that caliber, whether it be Richard or others? Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think there's really been any. Um, you know, there's been some media questions about it and stuff like that, like what would it mean and, you know, what do you think? Can you do it and so, stuff like that. But uh, I haven't really talked to Richard about it, you know. Um, but it's it's here. We got it. So it's pretty special. I'll uh, I'll take the honor of, of carrying on the, the most wins now, which is really, really special. And hopefully, like I said earlier, I'd love to elevate that bar a little bit higher and, um, you know, take it to, to 20, 21, 22, whatever. Any other questions up in the press box? Yeah, KirstenKetchfence.com. Uh, Kyle, I was just curious about how uh, different it is or how um, it is working with a new spotter like Derek Nealon after working with such, an ex um, such a, a long-time spotter in Tony Hirschman over the last several years. Yeah, um, you know, that was – talk about bittersweet. That was another bittersweet moment, um, you know, when Hirschman told me that – well, he never really did tell me that he wasn't coming. I had to find out. Um, anyway. The, yeah, I mean, you always hate to not be able to take people that are close to you or, or, you know, mean something to your success. And the past races that I've always had with Hirschman have been super good, um, but it didn't work out. And, um, you know, I honest, honestly, I think Derek is probably a, a top three spotter in the series. And so I, I didn't think I was making much of a, a move there. It was probably a lateral move. Uh, you know, you've got your A-tier drivers, your B-tier, your C-tier. I feel like spotters are kind of the same. Crew chiefs are kind of the same. You know, so it's all about how you mix all those guys together and what your success looks like. But Derek's been great so far. Um, he was super good at Daytona. Felt like uh, I learned a little bit from him. And there's a couple things that we talked about for him to, to get better on still after Daytona. And then today, um, I jumped his ass there late because the lap cars were running right in my groove. And I'm like, get him out of the way. Let's go. Um, and so then he, he had to march around on the roof and, and make some holes for me. So he did a good job. Anything else up there? We're all good up here. Thank you. Any final questions down here? All right. Well, thank you so much right. for your time. Right Congratulations. Yep. This is WFO Radio. Yeah, welcome to the party. Bye, bye, bye. Subscribe to WFO Radio on iTunes. Never miss a show. And don't forget to write a review. WFO.